Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. There's nothing better than some community, and uh, we have enjoyed the community pubs, and the live version of the community pub happens at Mobile Tech Expo. Looking forward to the community pub night at Mobile Tech 2022. Sheldon, what can you tell us all about it? So that will be Friday the 28th. That's the opening day of the show for the trade show floor. Immediately following the close of the floor at five o'clock, we'll all exit. And right there, we will have some tables, some, you know, step and repeats, and of course, free beer. So we'll have many kegs. Uh, in 2020, we burned two kegs in like a whopping, you know, 12 minutes. So obviously you're going to order some more this time and hopefully we can uh, make that last a little bit longer. But we're going to try to have some, you know, fun games where it challenges you to go talk to someone that you might not know, maybe someone in a different industry and try to embrace that community feel and, you know, make some connections and hopefully, you know, make a connection that's going to make you some business down the road. So that's the whole goal here. We did hear out of 2020 that there was dent and detail people that linked up in cities and they actually shared business together afterwards. So it is a very vital uh, party in a sense, right? Come out, drink some beer, get to know some people and who knows what can happen when you're inside of community. So Sheldon, looking forward to it. That's Friday the 29th, correct? That's correct. Uh, No, the 28th, Friday the 28th immediately following the trade show and it'll be right outside the doors. You can't miss it. Uh, no need for drink tickets or anything. Just head on up to that bar that we'll have and there'll be a nice cold beer waiting for you. But they do need to register for the expo at mobiletechexpo.com. And if they want to save 15%, I mean, who doesn't want to save some money? <laughs> Use discount code PINTS so you can save 15% and then come yep, yep. get some free beer at the community event. Yep, yep, absolutely. Can't wait to see everybody there. Thanks, Sheldon. All right, cheers. Hi, welcome to the Pints of Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me at HyperCleanMarshall on Instagram. Best way to get in touch, though, is go to HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook or shoot me a text direct, 918-800-1188. And this is the Community Pub, I am diving into Lost 40 Oktoberfest, right? We had a couple more Oktoberfest, not too many more. This was uh, the beer from Little Rock. Uh, they're uh, a brewery out of Little Rock that uh, we picked up when we were there. Actually, my cousin Nick got it for me. That's right. Uh, and then this really great beer called Trash Can Panda. I really enjoyed that a good beer but i've been saving this for uh for oktoberfest and uh, finally broke it out so it's good cody how's it going man how's your day good can you hear me yeah man good i'm trying to get my bluetooth headphones figured out but yeah i'm good doing well glad to be back it's been a while yeah yeah dave how's everything hi marty good here how you doing so, Dave, uh, curious, uh, you, you seem to run out quite a few more of those uh, entry levels coming out quick, and you seem to be getting a lot more uh, 
people biting with it. Uh, how's that been for you? One one year Uno, and what all are you doing with it? Well, I haven't been pushing them hard, but um, I'm just starting to. I did a. Uh, I've seen what you've been doing pictures though. Like suddenly you got some cars coming through, and you're you're, you're posting yeah. about it. Yeah, that red car there, that Subaru, that that was kind of a test car that I did just the other day with the girlfriend's car. That way I can I can follow it and see what it's going to do because uh, you know I, I have some reservations, I guess, about just wiping something down with alcohol and expecting the ceramic to really stick. You know, I think it will. I don't think there's going to be any problems, but, you know, I know a lot of whiter car, like white cars, you can see a lot of dirt stain in the clear coat and stuff. You know, it's now kind of hard to see that. first, right? I didn't even clay it. No, nope, I didn't even clay it. it I just went over it with the ONR and then hit it with alcohol. And the hood was pretty, pretty bad. So I, uh, yeah, I, I, always I, I, went, I went over the hood and did a, a minimum of compounding clay, and stuff. Well, it didn't really need clayed. It didn't, the hood, the hood got clayed and compounded. The rest of the car really wasn't, didn't seem to be any bonded contaminants there. So, oh, I thought you, know. you said when you were looking at it, you saw some. No, no, I'm saying some white cars you can see staining, like a, like a wash oh. won't take it off. But I, on okay, a red my car bad, Dave. Like that, yeah, red car, it's kind of hard to see that. So, you know, not going around and actually using it, something like a squeaky clean. You know, Duragloss used to have that squeaky clean that they gave with their kits. And it's, it's basically like a primer polish. And, um, uh, at a minimum, I'd like to do something like that, but I didn't have anything on hand. Yeah. So, so, and being it's the girlfriend's car, and I get to follow it and see it every week, and you know, see what it's doing, see if it's how it's acting. Nice. And I kind of wanted to have a test, uh, you know, a test car that I could look at as a, you know, just just see if it's failing or not. But um, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Well, her her girlfriend is working on some business cards for me just for that affordable ceramic installation. So, um, All right, it's so getting me, cold me, here. Dave, I, I'm glad you said that. Cause that's, that's one of the things I was going to bring up. I, I want to know, this would be an interesting question to ask a couple different people, what they would call that package. Does, does affordable, is that, is that a good word? Is there other words that maybe we can toss around? Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Brandon from Shawshank? I call mine the gloss sauce package. Why do you call it that? It's exactly what it does. <laughs> um, I, I just give it a quick polish and do the, the Uno coating, and I call it the gloss sauce package because all my packages have different names, so it's not so confusing to clients. But literally, you're applying that ceramic and it's just adding that gloss to the vehicle. So I just call it the gloss sauce package. Hmm. All right. Fair enough. Makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cody, do you have a package for a one year? Um, I do not currently. I did when I was with IGL um, for a little bit there, but now I'm with system X and just thinking about possibly getting the, the one year coding from you to implement as a uh, kind of middle or lower tier package there. 
but a lot of what I'm selling and applying is honestly five, five year and lifetime coatings. All right, cool. Uh, have you, have you played around with the market on one year, two years that ever been a attempt or you've always tried to stay in that five year and up? Um, I've dabbled. Like I was offering a one year option and it just seems like, I guess I would only resort to that if during the sales process, like people aren't, uh, you know, going for a three, five or lifetime coding, um, to kind of resort to something cheaper to, to fit their wallet and their budget. So it's something I'm definitely thinking of to kind of fill that gap between like basic services to high-end ceramic services. Um, but I haven't had a lot of people ask for like low end, like duration protection. All right. What do you mostly sell? Is it mostly detail services or mostly all the uh, five year and up coatings? Mostly ceramic stuff, like five, a lot of five and lifetime coatings. Uh, is what what people have been going after lately for long-term protection oh cool man uh so when you when you think of your business and this is why we love open talk and open discussion right it's it's great for everybody when you think of it are you excited is it uh do you constantly like i I imagine that if, if you're hitting those numbers and you're, you're doing that every day, you're walking in just excited about, man, I get to go code a car today. And uh, you're like, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's actually funny. You asked that I'm, I am excited. Like it's, it's great, but I guess now I'm to the point that's like been working on the cars for so long. Um, is everything good here? Looks kind yeah, of wild. I'm, I'm suddenly viewing Bill's screen for some reason. Bill York. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I don't know. All right, we're good now. Um, but I don't know. Like, it is exciting, but I've been coming in lately just, like, since I've last been on, I now have a new shop, big location here, a lot, lot going on, like, doing a lot after hours between painting and front-end stuff and getting things together, but I'm, like – there's some days I'm jacked, but lately I'm, I'm not super stoked to be working on the cars all the time. I'm really just, my head's at trying to bring someone on that enjoys working on the cars so I can focus on really building the business. Kind of like, like at the end of the day, I'm a business owner. I love detailing, but you do anything enough, like you're not going to enjoy it a ton. And I'm to the point where I just want to scale. And I know I can't do that with just myself. Um, and I'd rather just be focused on building the business and, uh, sure. I'll still work on cars here and there, but yeah, I don't know. Some days I'm stoked, but more often than not lately, I'm like not dreading it, but I'm not like loving it. So it. let's go with it. Cause I think this is interesting. Um, what, what would you envision is going to be helping you scale? You said, bring somebody in. So is that, is that the answer? Is that what you want to do? I mean, I think so just cause I can only do so much hands-on work myself and that doesn't leave a whole lot of time. Like I'm like literally putting in much more than a 40 hour a week working here at the shop, doing cars to, you know, make money and do business, but then going home, working on my computer at night and back end like website uh, system stuff, just so the business is running efficiently. 
And I think just having someone here uh, that I could reliably train and then come in and do most of the hands-on work, like on the cars would just allow me to really go to town with ideas and things I have for the business, as well as relationships and sales and me able to allowing me to more focus in on like sales and uh, that's the stuff I really enjoy and like helping people and just. And it makes sense, right? Like that, that would be the next step that this yeah. is, this is, I think probably one of the hardest parts, I guess. Right. Brandon from Tim's. I mean, what, what does the hiring process look like? You know, you, you've got plenty of experience, especially recently, you know, if, as you've grown so quickly, um, you know, bringing on people, how's that look? What advice would you give Cody? Yeah, I'd love some advice. <laughs> you just find somebody you uh, you think be a, a, a good hire or a good person, you know, somebody that's going to be reliable to come in and, and work every day. I think that's I mean, the, that sounds, that the sounds biggest easy. thing, right? Yeah, I mean, it easy. sounds sounds easy, but that's therein lies the, uh, the tricky part, right? Because, I mean, you can pretty much, I mean, you can train a chimpanzee to, to detail a car, I think, but. I mean, finding somebody that'll be there every single day on time and actually give a shit about doing the work, like that's the hard part. How do you find people? <clears throat> I mean, it's uh, social media. I use like a lot of like Facebook, local Facebook groups, um, LinkedIn, you know, stuff like that. I haven't went through any like recruiting boards or anything like that or, or job service people or anything like that. Just... I haven't got that far along yet. I usually find somebody. It's just getting them to stay is the problem. How many people do you have with you, Brandon? Uh, right now, I have uh, two. So, I mean, we've had five at one time, but, you know, right now we're at two. Do you think that's helped you scale the business more than, like, with just yourself? Yeah, I mean, definitely you do more work, obviously. You try to get away from these screaming kids, too. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was about to say. I was like, sorry. <laughs> See if I can go in here to the closet, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, we appreciate I appreciate mean, you hopping on, Brandon, though. We appreciate, uh, appreciate you doing it. Uh, they just got some new kitties, so they all excited about that. But, yeah, no, you uh, definitely can do more work. And as far as you just wanting not kind of be hands off, I don't know that you're actually going to do that right away. You know what I mean? Because you're going to – at least that's, that was kind of my idea, but I'm still very hands-on, you know. Yeah. So, you know, you, you, you I find that you, you got people – you try to take on more and more work because you got more people to do it. So you're still detailing cars and trying to do everything else too. For yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Right. I know it's not gonna be like right, like hire someone and then just like wipe your hands clean and never touch a car again. Um, but getting to the point that it's like a little less hands-on work myself, so I can free up some mental space as well as time. Time's the biggest thing. Time's all you really have. You can make more money, but just getting that time to build the business more is what I'm looking for. Uh, I want to say hi to Bill. Bill, I don't know that I, you've hopped on before, so I, I'm glad you, you hopped on and uh, introduce yourself, man. It's nice to meet you. Hey, Marty. How you doing? It's uh, 
long time there. I've talked to you several times yeah. and texted back and forth and yeah. enjoyed using your products. And uh, I just thought I'd jump on. I had a couple of ideas that I wanted to throw out at you over the next few sessions here, maybe, and and uh, kind of pick your brain about a few different issues. All right, let's go. I'm glad, glad you hopped on, man. Community. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, hey, I just wanted to ask you a question. I, I, I have been talking to Dave, uh, last couple of days and oh yeah, we, yeah, we both, yeah, Dave like trouble right there. Well, Dave and I go way back shit with, with old over the hill guys. Yeah. We've been doing this nonsense for, oh Christ, I don't know, 15, 18 years, 20 years, long time. Yeah. And, uh, Hey, we were talking Marty and, and, and you as a uh, guy that's selling these products, these coatings, phenomenal stuff. You know, I've got roped into going to a training for one of the big, big time Charlie companies and, uh, wasn't overly impressed and, you know, have dabbled around in, in some of the other coding, uh, lines. And, you know, I, I'm really super happy with, with what you, put out on the market i mean just you know user friendly and um you know uh glossiness and and slickness and and hopefully longevity and i can't attest the longevity because you know all the stuff that i've done has been less than a year but uh, from what i'm seeing so far it's phenomenal but dave and i were talking and we were interested in knowing what temperature range marty is is uh the lowest that we can apply this stuff and try to get a cure out of it because we're both kind of up in the northern yeah. part you know uh united states here i'm up in maine and i know dave's in pennsylvania of course we're going to be heading into cold weather here before long mm. and i was just wondering i mean you know are we going to get a cure at 40 degrees or it is takes it a while yeah it does okay it takes a while but you can um well, what, what's always, your, we always what's would your, set up because I didn't at first we didn't have a heated shop. Yeah. So, you know, here it doesn't get quite as cold as up there. But it, it, I mean, it, once you reach a certain temperature, it doesn't matter how much colder it gets. It's fucking cold. Right. So, right. No, you're you know, right. It, 40 right. degrees is, is is pretty much where we were kind of going, OK, I don't you've got to really get some heat on the car once you get to about 40 degrees. Uh, we would set up, uh, I, I liked them in, in general, was the halogen lights. I always found that I got a pure cut when I was looking at paint. And I always yep. enjoyed a halogen light better for my eyes. And so I really also then enjoyed in the winter when we could create this little dome around the vehicle with halogen yep. lights because, I mean, those those guys get really hot. So you know, it would heat up or I know some people have said uh, using infrared, uh, if you, you know, infrared and heat up the paint and you don't have to get one of those like super badass infrared lights. I mean, yep. literally, you can get some from Amazon that are, you know, you just need to heat up that paint a little bit and, yep. and infrared will heat that paint and then you're good to go. But it, it just it takes longer. So yep. you actually you can do, you know. In the summer, you might only do a quarter of a hood. Right. The, the little bit lower temperatures, a half a hood. The winter, you do a full hood. You know, go. Yeah. 
the hood and maybe start the bumper. You know, I mean, you, you just get to go, you get to go a lot longer. Uh, the cure now, time, that flash time is much slower. Now, what would you suggest, Marty, as far as, I mean, can a mobile detailer work in 40 degree weather and expect that the finished product after it's, you know, flashed and you've removed the, uh, you know, the uh, uh, transfer solution and whatnot, is, is, is the cure time still going to drag at that point as far as being able to send that to a customer and not getting it, you know, wet? Well, if you're mobile, right? If you're mobile, it shouldn't have to go anywhere after that. So I would definitely at that temperature recommend it sitting for 24 hours. 24. Uh, you, yeah, you, you definitely, um, you, you've got to, you've got to put it back inside. It can't get wet. It needs to, no right. doubt. It should not be, uh, it should not be driven around at 40 degree temperature right after you did it. No. You're right. So, so you, so you're thinking the recommended time on something like that would be like a 24 hour period that that was in a garage or in some kind of a, you know, enclosure. It always Well, it's 24 hours, no water right now oh. in the summer when it's hot, you know, yep. can that, can that time clock be sped up? You bet. But then it gets complicated if we're trying to put out, you know, temperatures and the, like, so 24 hours is always the recommendation. Uh, if it goes back in a garage and it gets heated back up, could it, you know, make it faster? Sure, it could. But yep. you'd always be safe on telling somebody, you know, hey, it, it, it shouldn't be back out into the environment and getting water on it and, and getting in the elements for 24 hours. Yeah. Well, I've got the ability to have them inside. I've got a heated garage here and stuff. So Honest. I've got no issues with that. But I couldn't intelligently answer that question, you know, speaking with Dave and and I, you know, was thinking in my mind, you know, 40, 45 degrees is probably pushing the envelope. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, the water and, and, you know, moisture and things like that, because even though we don't get rain at night, you know, we're getting down into, you know, 30s wow. right now. And, you know, you go out and there's, there's, you know, it's not, it could be 35, but we've still got, you know, condensation on the cars, you know, from, from being that cold overnight. So that wouldn't be a good scenario to coat something and have it done by noontime. And then, you know, six o'clock in the morning, have it out there with, with do all over it. That may not, not be a good situation. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. Hi, Bill. Yeah. Hey Dave, how are you? I'm good. Thanks, man. Good. I mean, I'm usually talking with Bill on the phone about right now in the evening. You know, I told him, come on, come on, let's go on a podcast. Yeah, I'm glad you did, man. Thanks for having them hop on, Bill. It's yeah, fun. no, I, I really appreciate you guys for what you do. And this, this podcast is great for everybody, I think. Um, you know, it's, it's really nice to have, you know, the ability to, uh, you know, compare notes, so to speak. And, uh, you know, obviously have you back it up. So, I mean, that really, that's, that's a great situation. We didn't well, have man, that year. No, no. Years ago, it was a chat room and, you know, you get lucky and maybe the guy that made the products was on there. Maybe he wasn't. Yeah. But, uh, but Marty, one, one more thing. I don't mean to hog the show, guys. I, I mean, I hope this is going to be something that you guys can get a takeaway on. Um, I've been following kind of what you've been saying about the, and I've had, I've had a couple of instances that I've coded a couple of motorcycles and a car and the bikes were brand new. I mean, they were right, 
you know, less than a hundred miles on them and they were, you know, clean. And I had, you know, a bike jack and everything. And, and all I did was, uh, you know, wiped them down and, and I coated them. Well, I'm not seeing any great detriment to doing that. Uh, you know, the, the owner, one of the owners said, no, don't even bother to polish it. He didn't want it. He didn't want to, you know, anything on that bike. He said it was perfect. So I just, you know, pre-coated it and then coated the, the bike. And, and to my estimation, it's, it still looks phenomenal. My question is, is what do you do with a three or four year old hogged up car? You know, that's, that's better than average and try to sell them, uh, you know, a four to $500 process without knowing how long that, that, that product is going to stay on. Because I mean, when you, when you put a machine on a vehicle, I mean, these coatings are accenting a polished vehicle. Am I correct in saying that? Or that's what they were meant to do? No, I thought they were meant to protect the vehicle. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> See, well, I, I agree with what you're saying, but the interpretation out there was that it accelerated what you had done with the machine. Oh, I get it. what you're saying. Uh, there was a theory that was pushed around from a multi-layer brand that said, if you don't do pristine work and get every single thing out, once you put down their coating, it's a lifetime that it's going to be stuck there and people will see those swirl marks or scratches or marring anything right. that was in the clear coat. They'll see that forever. That was right. the theory I think is what you're talking about. Right. So, so going past that, if you sell a coating as a protection, because we all know that they last a long time, a lot longer than any sealant in a bottle. Um, how long do you think that we're getting out of these things, Marty, on a car that really is just, you know, pre-coated and coated and, and send it? I mean, wh wh what's your opinion? Do you think that like on your Uno? We, we guarantee them every year, one year, two year, three year, man. I mean, it's, okay. it's easy. Yeah. Okay. Like it, we believe in it so much that we give it a guarantee that okay. you use Uno dose and trace, you still get yep. a one year, two year, three year guarantee with it. Okay. Uh, warranty, whatever you want to call it. Um, okay. So, yeah. so really the longevity of the product is what it is recommended to be. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so that basic philosophy of if you don't polish, you're not gaining a thing. Oh, let's, let's define, I mean, it, I don't, I don't know that you could just give it that blanket of a statement. Right? Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm still, yeah. I, I put a polisher on paint probably 90% yeah. of the time. Right. Yeah. Have there been customers like, which I've put out there, have there been people that have come in and said they didn't want to polish and they only wanted to get their car coated? Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, Yep. But do I put a polisher on the paint 90% of the time? Yes. Now, do I do a full correction? Not since I was doing <laughs> years and years and years ago, you know, 2015, 2016, 
Uh, I still would do some 2017, 18, but boy, I I quickly moved away from doing multi-stage corrections to uh, literal one stages and a a two-step that might have been just a a buzz around with the compound and then a comeback with a quick polish. Uh, And and I don't don't have customers having issues. Uh, The the, the reason for the compounding and the polish is to remove the the paint defects. Getting a product to adhere to clear coat, um, sure. Somebody could say that if you showed a clear coat that had all kinds of these nasty deep and, and all kinds of this horrible marring all over it. Yeah. Yep. I could see how you could say that it was so scuffed up that it, it, it wouldn't be good. Okay. Um, and uh, there's no doubt that a, a pristine, clean, clear coat that has zero defects is going to absorb and do much better, right? Mm-hmm. No doubt. Absolutely. But yep. But there there comes a point for me, which it did come to a point of going, okay, I get it. But in my market of Tulsa, Oklahoma, that's where I had to look. And looking there was extremely difficult to be able to sell that type of work and to get that type of money. And you know, we're a million around a million people now. Are there some detailers that get it? Sure. There's there's a couple. So you're in, you're a million people in one city though. Uh-huh. Well, I'm a million people, a million two in a whole state. So, you know, this this, you know, fifteen hundred thousand dollar details. I mean, those guys look at you like you got three heads. I mean, this, you know, you took the firstborn child, they're not gonna pay it. But you know, it's hard when you have a customer that you know, you know that you can make him ecstatic. I'm not going to spend two and a two days or two and a half days to make a masterpiece out of somebody's vehicle for two or $300. I mean, I mean, those days are over. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't do it for yeah. a couple grand. I mean, sort of my yeah. whole thing over the past years have been, I, I get it. Like I get it that there's, there was a chance and I said it almost every week. It was the yeah. best time ever to be a detailer. Right. I mean, the amount of money that people were making in 17, 18, 19, it was insane. Sure. Yeah. Right? I mean, the amounts that have been cut backwards, we don't see in the groups. We don't see near the amount of multi-level brand posts. We don't see near the amount of people raving about these massive tickets that they got compared to what was four years ago, three years ago, yep. two years ago. Yeah. So in that time, I was there saying, no, don't try and go after those big tickets. It's never going to be sustainable. I always thought a one year, two year and three year was the way. And if you want to call it an enhancement, a correction, whatever, I've always taught, ask the customer what they see in their paint. If they, they think it looks great, then give it a polish and move on because between a compound and polish, I'm not really doing anything extra for my coating. Right. Uh, uh, I can go through and do a polish and get, People have said here on the pub and we've been in different training classes, you can get 60 to 75% of, of most defects out of a clear coat with just a really good polish. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm literally chasing minor percentage of, of a full correction. Plus then how many people are going to look at that paint and really see what we see. I say that all the time too. Like, they're not 
right. so a 60% correction for us where we go over with the polish and then we put on a coating, customers love it. They think it looks oh, great. I mean, it, sure. they're happy yep. as can be. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, and, and, and I've kind of scratched my head and it isn't been, you know, in the past six months or over a year, it's been a long time coming to the conclusion in my own mind that, you know, those high dollar jobs are just not, you know, there's people around here get plenty of money, but that's not the norm. I mean, the normal guy could, could afford probably, a, you know, a four or $500 situation with a coating. And, 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 you know, even if you use a machine and buzzed around the car, they, they're going to be happier than, than, you know, happy can be probably more happier than the guy that you spent three days trying to correct the paint. Oh, you know, because like I said, most Cody, people, what, Cody, what are your thoughts though? Because this is, this is interesting that you're on because I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you're here. And Bill, I'm glad you brought it up. You know, that's, that's not in the direction you, you've been going apparently. So what, what are your thoughts when Bill and I talk about this? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Uh, just for you, Bill, a good saying that I heard was, uh, that I carry with me day to day is that a coating doesn't care what you apply it on. So coatings are rated for what they are, regardless of what you apply it on, as long as it's prepped properly, um, yep. it's withstand and hold up just like it's rated for. So it doesn't matter what, what you're applying it on, as long as it's prepped right. Um, so, and so Cody, let, let me pause there though, though, cause that quote unquote prep is really where the gray area is. Yeah, for so, sure. So define prep. I guess, I mean, prep in my mind would be a minimum, a good wash, uh, clay and prep wipe, uh, something like an alcohol or something I'm looking at getting into is, uh, Dr. Beasley's NSP line. If anyone here has ever heard of it, uh, they, something new to me and essentially you don't have to do a prep wipe cause there's ceramic already in the polish or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I see Ours is called Optimus Primer. Uh, yeah, it's a primer polish. Yeah. Oh, you've got one, Marty, now? Well, it we I ran into a lot of problems during uh, 2020 with getting the bottles. So I had to punt the product because of the bottles. But as bottles have become more uh, available, we've been we've been promising people we'll come back out with it. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe. So that is something you think is going to happen in the near future. Yeah, hopefully so. I mean, it should be. Uh, it, I love the idea too, Cody. I mean, it. We and that's why we. That's why I came out with it years ago was that you could wash clay and then use Optimus Primer um, to. You know, it, I just. Yeah. I had it. I, I, I. It was Prime, right? Now it'll be called Prime. But when I was first picking out the name, and I was like, "It's a Primer Puzzle." Like, oh, I got to do Optimus Prime. Like, I just had to. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, to me, it made sense. Uh, but when, when we started doing it was so that you could wash clay Optimus prime and, uh, and go straight into coating. I mean, you don't, you don't have to do anything else. Did it work good for you? I, I don't have any issues, man. Like, I, okay. <laughs> yeah, like we, we haven't had it in the, the people that we, we sold it for years and nobody yeah. ever had any issues either. That's, it's always been the, the, the thing is we've always said it. But it so you've already sold 
It's not until the past, product. you know, six months or so, and especially over this past couple of weeks to even this week, a lot of stuff that's been bubbling. I'm great to see it start to bubble. That's why we call ourselves an in, the most influential podcast. Like, yeah, I mean, we, we've had zero issues with the product. Other detailers have had zero issues. I, I've never understood why people were in so far in the different direction. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to trying the NSP line from Dr. Beasley's, but if you start coming back out with that, I'd happily try that. Um, so I was just blown away when I was told that, hey, I wouldn't have to pre-wipe a car. That alone takes 20 to 30 minutes. That adds up over, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 cars. Sure. Um, that's a lot of time savings and just more efficiency, which I'm all about. Um, but I guess getting back to the, the original question, Marty, I don't know, I guess, what were you asking me specifically, like regarding the, the coatings and price, maybe price point? Uh, no, it was just, I think it was that Bill was, uh, Bill and I were talking about entry level stuff, but you were, you've, you've been focused in the other direction. So I was just curious your yeah. thoughts. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, just to speak upon that a little bit. I've, I don't know, at least my area, like I don't, I'd have to look up the population for Erie and surrounding areas, but it's not huge. And I'm just amazed at how business has been with, course it all comes into the marketing and the branding and all that uh to really sell these high-end stuff this high-end stuff but um i don't have anyone that's really interested at all in entry-level stuff like this is a brand new jeep grand cherokee l behind me with 400 miles on it and the guy wanted a long-term protection on it so we put our five-year coating on it and that's out the door he we actually upsold them to a wheel face coating that's $1,800 out the door right there. Wow. Uh, and I know, I don't know, that's just all in the work I've put in for branding and marketing and stuff. And I know a lot of people aren't getting the, these high ticket jobs, which is honestly like the regular for me. And I'm grateful for that, but it, you just got to position yourself in the, in the point to do that, this type of stuff um, consistently and yeah, I really don't have any people that want lower end, like below a three-year coding, but I want to have it there to offer people for the occasional person that uh, maybe doesn't want to spend a thousand or 1200 bucks on a, on a coding. Um, so I could offer it to them at a lower price point. And, but I will, I will say that I do offer like any of our three, five or lifetime coatings. Uh, for brand new vehicles under a thousand miles, if price is an issue for them, I will offer it to them for almost half the price without any polishing. Okay. So it saves a lot of time on my end, so it's completely worth it. And it yep. still gives a, a great uh, end result. And like I was saying originally, the ceramic coating doesn't care what it's going down on. As long as it's prepped properly, um, I really don't have any issue doing that without polishing. I know polishing is going to give you the best surface to adhere on but um i i kind of position it like that for people with new vehicles that maybe don't want to spend a thousand or two thousand bucks on our really high-end services so i can offer it to them for closer to a thousand or under um for those three five and lifetime options and still get them the same great protection uh without maybe that that full cost and it, at the end of the day it's really just what your customer wants like you gotta you gotta feel out what your customer wants you got to kill that detailer's disease and 
what we see. People don't see that. Um, right. And you've got to give the customer what they want and what they're willing to pay for. So, so that's interesting. I haven't heard that, Cody. I haven't heard somebody. Uh, that That's an interesting way to do it. I, I like that. I think I'm still a little. So if, if somebody don't want to pay the full price, then you cut it in half and don't do the correction part or the polish part. What was that? Pretty much the polishing part. So if it's a new vehicle under a thousand miles, I feel comfortable. Like if someone's not willing to pay, say, $1,500 to $2,000 for a, a five and or a lifetime year coating, um, yep. I will last resort in my sales process, offer it to them. I say, hey, I only do this for select people with a new vehicle under 1,000 miles. I feel comfortable offering this to you. And I can offer the same coatings to you without a polishing step, which I educate them on. We've found that you know, even new vehicles can benefit from a, like a light polishing or one step polish. But, um, if price is a, a big issue to you and that's going to stop you from booking with us, we can offer the same coding to you for almost mm -hmm. half the cost, um, with, you know, just no polishing steps. So we just go ahead and do yeah, our I just, day. I get it. I just haven't heard of somebody, uh, that's a nice I service. I haven't heard of somebody doing that. So, yeah. yeah so that kind of fills the gap with people that, that I'm at the end all, like say I'm at the three-year coding option, giving them pricing. No, I get, I get, yeah, yeah, I get it. It makes, it makes sense when you get down to it. Um, you, you cut out the, the service part. I mean, listen, either way it's done, you're getting down to the price that the customer's comfortable with, but there's so many brands that wouldn't let you do that. If you were going to use their coding, they would, they would pull, first of all, you wouldn't have gotten your accreditation because they would have forced you to take a full correction training. And, and if you're going to not correct the car before you put on their coating, I mean, they wouldn't let you install it. I mean, that's, that's common around the industry to, to yeah. be able to, to meet somebody's price point by taking off the polish, not doing it at all. Listen, Cody, I, I, I'm, I think it's cool that you thought outside of the box. Yeah it just there's not many people that would ever say to do that at all yeah i mean truthfully a big person that i've got inspiration from is ivan Lacroix and detailers business academy on youtube he's really at the end of the day a business owner and talks a lot about that i've gained a lot of value from him all right let me let me uh, cody hold on alex just hopped on alex just did an interview with him i think right yeah tell us about the interview alex uh, yeah, um, that was a pretty cool one with Ivan. Um, I didn't really know a lot about Ivan, you know, other than what everybody knows about him, you know, Opti and then kind of LC. Um, and Cody, you're right. I mean, he, he, I mean, he's got 40 years in the industry um, and he didn't start with OP or I'm sorry, with uh, Opti um, until like, I think around 2014. So, I mean, that's a lot of years that he was, running his own businesses i think he's i think he had like nine successful detail shops in canada he's like one of the most successful um detail businesses in canada um he's a good guy to talk to um he's got a lot of knowledge and he's he's full on into you know detailers need to kind of stop buying hype and do their own thing and build their own thing and be their own thing um so yeah it was a good one so Alex, uh, I'm going to steal one of your lines, if you don't yeah. mind. Uh, and I'm going to say, what's on your mind? 
Uh, Jason Bruno. Water, apparently. Water, water. Listen, it's okay because I just I just what? stole one of your lines in our podcast. I had to uh, I had to uh, and I and I and I and I mentioned that you guys did it the uh, the pullout. The year of the pullout. <laughs> we, yeah. we it just, so, uh, it's, it's such a good, it, it was, even when yeah. we came up, I was like, oh, that's so good. The year of the pullout. I mean, literally everybody pulled out. Yeah. Everybody. Bruno, man, what's cracking? He's, Bruno's out. He was Bruno's the one that's like, he's like, let's go hop into the pub real quick. I'm like, all right, let's go for a minute. And then. No, I think I it's go. frozen. Hey, Mike, we hadn't heard from you, uh, man. It's good to see you. Uh, it's been a little bit. How's everything going? Just going. Hold on. We got, we got a bad connection. I'm just I gotta pause that one. I'm not sure who that was that was talking. I think was that, was that you, Bruno. Barnett? That was Bruno. Raise your hand real quick. Was that you, Barnett? No, that wasn't you. Somebody was talking. No, was that, that was that was Bruno. He was having issues on our podcast too. So, oh, all right. Look, he's <laughs> froze with that dumb look on his face. Man, it wasn't me. I did myself. No, you, you, we can't do that, Bruno. We can't do it. All right, Barnett. What about you, man? How's the week been? It's just crazy months i decided to get a puppy so oh, <laughs> congratulations man how what what kind of puppy um a bag of spare parts um i think he's a pit bull bulldog basset hound mix oh yeah he's mm. funny looking oh huh. sounds fun yeah All except right. what about the so, other mic What's Mr. Mike Hine up to? Mike Hine's on mute. Oh, my word. Hey, Mike. Mike's out. Okay. How about that? There we go. Okay. So I want to weigh in on this. Prior to dose, I used... Um, Pro C, C Court Light. I had a dozen uh, details that I did with C Court Light, two of which I didn't exfoliate the paint. And What's I redid exfoliate? those. What does that mean? <clears throat> go through with a polish or a mild compound and do a one step. I had a I had both of those come back to me this summer and the customer was extremely unhappy. I said, Hey, let me, let me wash the vehicle, do a decon and see if the paint, see if, see if we have an issue. I washed the paint, I decon the paint and I had nothing. Um, and both those details, I take, I take extensive notes on every detail I do. Both of those details were flat. So moving forward, now that I use, I use Uno instead of C-Corps Light, I flat out refuse to do a coating unless I at least 
have time to take my 3401 and polish out the paint, exfoliate, what I call exfoliate the paint, um, and apply the coating. I will not do a coating. I'll give them a sealant and I'll top it with slick. Um, but I, I will no longer ever do um, a, a ceramic coating because I'm not going to do it twice. Hey, Mike, um, did you run into that issue with the other ones with C-Quartz or just the ones you didn't polish beforehand? Anything I didn't polish before. Now, now I want to make it perfectly clear. I didn't do this with Uno, Dose, or Trace. I, what I want to make I want to make that perfectly clear. I did that prior to Uno Dose Trace. I used Seacourt Light, Seacourt UK, or um, uh, CSL. And they might be uh, one of the brands that says you have to polish. They might be like maybe their product I don't know, doesn't work. But if there's you don't there's no way I'm gonna I'm gonna do it twice again. <laughs> So it's and my the, the reason I asked is because I had similar issues with C-Quartz and that's why I asked. I test everything on my own stuff before I offer it to right. my clients. And, you know, and I don't know whether it's UK. Brandon, our weather is very similar. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether it's my weather or whether it's, um, you know, my area, but I do know this. I will not I absolutely refuse. I'm not going to get bid on it and do it twice because I'm not, you know, I'm a weekend detailer and I'm not going to suck up a whole weekend doing a, you know, I'm of, I'm a big fan of Ivan LaCroix also. Um, I'm not going to, I'm, yeah. I'm going to stick with what works. And I'm also a big fan of Nick Walters who says you take care of your customers no matter what. And I am flat out refused. I will not do it. Well, I either get a chance to, they either pay the 200 bucks for me to exfoliate their paint, run a polish one step, whatever you want to call it. I like platinum. Um, uh, or I'm going to put a sealant and slick on top of it. Because I'm not going to get bit twice or three yeah, times. But what were you What were you experiencing when you were saying that it was flat? Was Was the Was the, the coating lost all gone? the coating lost all its hydrophobicness or hydro? And, yeah, yeah. Well, but how long after you did it was it gone? Six months or three months. And Seacourt's light is a six to a, uh, eight to 12 month coating. Um, and it's, it's until I ran into Marty's product dose. Um, that's what I use for my one year. Um, you know, and I, I, off, I told the, I told my customers eight to 12 months of protection. So do you, do you, ever, do you think that you would want to try one more of those using Marty's one year? Not a Just chance. To... <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> For 200 bucks, you know, not a chance. If the customer doesn't want to give me that 200 bucks, you know, Bill, I, I'm fortunate yep. in that I have a really 
good full-time job and I make a lot of money at it. Yeah. But it, but also I put 20,000 bucks into my shop. Wow. Okay. My shop is my three car garage in my house and it's primo primo. I'll put it up against anybody else's 800 square foot shop there is. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, it's primo. Look me up. My kind's auto, auto, uh, scroll down, take a look at my shop, and you tell me. I put a lot of money into my shop so that when my customers come in, they have that experience. They're not seeing a grungy garage that some guy's doing it part-time. It's all professional through and through. Yeah. So, no, there's, there's even with those, I say, hey, if you, if you want a ceramic coating, I'm more than willing to do it, but it's going to cost you 200 bucks. I'm going to clean, I'm going to totally, after I mecha- uh, chemically and mechanically decom- decontaminate your paint, I'm going to exfoliate your paint with a one step process. It's 200 bucks. If you want a ceramic coating, that's what I'm going to give you. Otherwise, I'm more than willing to give you a six-month sealant um, that I top with slick. I, I mean, I type personally. I, get I it, top. Mike. Yeah. I, I top my wife's ass with slick. I love it so much. <laughs> well, she we won't let me. Before long, Paul's going to hop back on and he's going to be hopping out of the shower. Your wife's going to throw a fit. It's it's going to be a, <laughs> She's in be bed. a disaster. Uh, Brandon, I'll get to you one second. Uh, I know Wesley put into the chat that he's done all of his Uno's no polish and hasn't had, you know, he said they still have gone a year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I it, there's different results for different people. There's no doubt. I And I... I get it, Mike. I mean, maybe, maybe theirs wasn't able to, maybe I, I'm not sure. I, I just know that, that we don't miss our one year, two year, three year. We, we don't have issues with it. Uh, Marty, I absolutely adore your product. Yeah. I use it. You know, I'm not using your three year, but I love your one and two year. Yeah. Your three year doesn't like me. Yeah. So it's, it's Alex and I have had extensive, talks about it it just doesn't like me so um i adore i adore your product and i adore slick yeah thanks man appreciate it brandon what what were you saying i was just going to recommend it mike um because there you're going to have customers walk away that don't want to go for that i've i don't know many detailers that i've talked to that have had coatings last as long as i've been successful with and I do have to say, I think the issue you're having is the product, not the process. Um, if okay. you talk to a lot of people that use that product, even their top end UK, a year later, it's not hydrophobic. And they say you have to top it with something to keep it hydrophobic. Then they'll sell you a top layer. So that I, I don't, I want to be so scared about the process because I think you should try out on your own vehicle, your wife's vehicle, just prep the car, clay it make sure it's clean, wipe it down with like an IPA, like 90% or more, and then put the Uno on. And I think you'll find really good results. Well, you know what, Brandon, I'll, I'll go to the junkyard and get a hood and expose it to our weather system. Um, my wife has Secor 2K 3.0. 
and she's in, I'm in, I'm in 37 months with it. And all I have to do is every six months hit it with a chemical decon and it comes right back to life. My truck that sees construction sites, you know, 365 days a year has um, another, uh, has uh CSL on it with Excel. And it's my truck doesn't leave my garage on Monday morning unless it's perfect. And it's spot on right now. And that's two years old. Um, I'll go to the junkyard because I don't have a tough subject and my kids have taken the kids discount and they have they have a dose on all their cars. Um, I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I'll take your challenge and, and I'll go to the junkyard. I'll get a hood and, um, you know, I'll, I'll put dose through the paces with just a chemical and mechanical decon and I'll let you know in a year what I've got. Yeah. Cause I'll tell you, Mike, um, everything I offer my clients, I test first, including when I first talked to Marty, someone recommended me that I met in Miami in a training. He recommended the it was the single layer slayer at the time, Trey. Um, and I tested it out before offering it. I test out everything. I've tested out many different coatings. Uh, and there's a reason why I choose the coatings. I only offer two brands. And out of everything I've tested, those are the two brands that I know I can stand behind. And Marty's mm -hmm. is one of them. So I've definitely seen one year's last longer than one year. I put two and three years on. I've only been installing them for a little over two years. So I haven't seen anything three years yet, but other brands that I've used five years later, they're still working great. Um, but it's one of the two brands I fully trust putting my word into. So I would test that okay. out and see what you find. I'm on board because you're an hour down the road from me and you experience the same thing we do. Well, I don't want to see anybody promising something than a customer coming back because that hurts everybody and the name of a ceramic coating so yeah i, I mean it, it sucks up yeah. an entire weekend for me but i if you try it with this i think you'll find good results marty's coatings are very good very good and they're I know, so I'm, easy i'm a believer so easy to use i i'm yeah, shocked yeah. people pay me to do it it's so easy yeah i'm a believer all right, I want to hop over and chat with Nick and see what cooking with Nick is because uh, it seems like he's been over there cooking, but we've been in a conversation, Nick, and haven't been able to check in with you. What's cooking with Nick doing tonight? I'm making bolognese. I got it going up right now. Hold on. Is that bologna for all of us Midwesterners? No, sir. Beef bolognese. It's an Italian, Italian something. Oh, okay. It's cooking away right now. We're going to put that over Noki later. All right, what goes into that? Because it looked very interesting. Was that a cast iron? Yeah, yeah. So it's cast iron skillet, chop up equal parts onion, celery, carrot, add that into a pan, add some color to it, like cook it for a few minutes, add a little garlic, add ground beef, whatever uh, percentage you want on that. Um, like I use 80-20 ground beef. Um, add beef stock, add tomato sauce or marinara, um, red pepper, uh, red pepper flake, and then about a tablespoon of balsamic. 
Yeah, basically just let that simmer for a while with the beef, about 30 minutes. It'll simmer down, then add a, about a cup of milk. Let that simmer down about 45 minutes. Add it to pasta and gnocchi, whatever you want. And that's it. That can see your recipe if you guys want. If you guys know where to find me on Instagram. Um, any cooking recipes I do, hit me up. It's it underscore grooms, I think, right? It's underscore grooms on Instagram. Yeah. What's uh what's the latest going on with Tesla? Because if anybody owns some Tesla stock, they've been extremely happy. It just keeps skyrocketing. What's what's going on with Tesla? Um yeah, Tesla stock's been zooming right now. And it's zooming. The employees that have stock are quite happy about it. Yeah. Um apparently we signed a deal with Hertz to order like a hundred thousand cars or something. And we're already delivering them, so that's good. Um the Austin factory is about to come online from what I'm hearing through, through the reverts. Um, Fuck Austin. Okay, whatever. Um, well, they beat us. It was between Tulsa and Austin, and I knew once it was Austin, I was like, God damn, we're not going to win that. Like, uh, and good sure job. enough, we didn't win. I, I don't doubt that they would go to Austin over Tulsa, but I was like, geez, we were <laughs> close. Yeah, hey, they, they were saying maybe Nashville, but nah. Didn't work. Oh, well, Austin's about to come online. We're about to start seeing what those cars are like. We're kind of interested to see what those look like. Fremont's only been open like 10 years, but Austin being brand new. We'll, we'll see how those cars are. We're, we're interested to see it. Um, Marty, closest to you, but we just got a store in Memphis. Nice. Yeah. Memphis is only so, uh, about six hours away. Still a ways I, I away. I will be driving six hours to go get one today. I, I won't. Nick, Austin okay, is the truck plan, isn't it? Austin is going to be – it can make the truck, and I guess that's really what it was built for. But um, from what I'm hearing down my roads is that the first cars out of there aren't going to be trucks. They're going to be Model 3s or Ys or S or Xs. We don't know yet. Um, I, we have no communication as to when to expect the trucks right now. So I, I can't put an estimate on that. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not going to be trucks. First off, we're going to see definitely threes and Ys out of there. My, uh, my Tesla stock did very, very, very well. The, Good. uh, the, the past two weeks that it, 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 it exploded. Yeah. I, I think we're, we're, we're living it up. It, it's kind of a pipe dream to me. All, all of us employees, we get Tesla stock as, as a hiring grant i received it was 52 shares in rsus in 2018 in october 2018 nice that was like 275 a share yeah i know that's what i was like if you've been if you've been following that stock market Mm -hmm. yeah from there oh and then another they give you stock as like performance awards so i got another about seventeen thousand last year just in and, and level bumps and raises add that all together and um i'm about ready to buy a house <laughs> You're a happy detailer i am a happy detailer it's it's a I, I didn't expect to have this kind of security in life as a, a new detailer but i guess it's it worked out well I, I played my cards at the right time it worked out nicely careful man i bought my tesla stock in 18 so Congrats, yeah. you know what's up. Yeah, I know what's up. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. It was a fun uh, pub. Uh, 
Brandon this week is uh, on vacation during his honeymoon. He sent me official pictures of his uh, his knee pads. So, uh, uh, but also <laughs> sent me pictures of some really great hikes. Well, you can't see it if I'm putting it on there. And uh, having a good time. So no tab out question. Uh, he'll be back next week, and he didn't send me one to make up. So no tab out question tonight, but uh, good conversation, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on. Thanks for the thanks for the chat. Uh, Dustin, I chatted with you the first and then uh, lost track of you, man. But uh, it's good to see you and uh, we'll, we'll talk tomorrow. Right. So, yeah, man, absolutely. Good conversation tonight. And uh, hope everyone has a good evening. I'm currently laying down some uh, tray right now on this Yukon. So uh, I'll be here for like the next two hours and I'll get to make it home tonight. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We saw you walking away like you're wiping something uh so yeah man it's uh i tell you uh it, it go this is my first time using tray uh cuz i've you know finally ran my stock down of coatings and uh you know transitioning most everything over to the hyper clean line and um you know we do offer a one year coating as well uh so we have packages for that too um so uno is definitely very affordable when it comes to that and uh so just did my first panel here and I tell you, just super easy to wipe off uh, flash as well. And uh, my shop stays heated. I'll keep it at like 75 tonight. Uh, and then I'm going to release this thing first thing in the morning, about nine o'clock and uh, back to its owner. Nice. Nice. So. Well, I appreciate you putting it on and live on the podcast. That's cool, man. Thank you. <laughs> absolutely yeah that's cool uh put it on thick she likes to be laid down thick <laughs> oh i always put it on thick man that's yeah. for sure they uh you know like a thick woman they treat you right <laughs> for sure especially in the winter when it's cold up where most of you guys are at no doubt uh yeah, all right dave it's, i gotta it's been hop cold off. here <laughs> it's good to see you dave and uh thanks for uh bringing mr york on i appreciate that man yeah, sure thing. Good to see you too. Um, I look, I look forward to extending this conversation a little bit, maybe next week. There are a few things I wanted to say I didn't really get a chance to, but uh, I know my bad, man. My bad. Nothing, nothing earth shattering. Well, well, so, let's uh, let's continue next week, no doubt. Sounds good. You guys right. have a good night. All right, hey, you too, good Dave. To see Cody, thanks so much, Cody. Great talk. Appreciate it, Brandon. Thanks for all the words and. Uh, cool to see everything so mike thanks appreciate it man enjoy your night i know brandon went dark but i think he's around mr york it was a pleasure to meet you man uh good to see you marty thank you thanks for thanks for the talk nick uh post the photos we look forward to seeing what it finishes out at man cool i got you all right wesley i know you're dark but uh thanks for the uh the information and oh hey there he is he's back <laughs> i was washing dishes just uh, hit the unmute button to chime in a couple of times. So. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks for washing dishes and being uh, being on the yeah. club, man. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, hey, Wes, congrats on the 370, homie. Ah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Have a great week. Yeah, everyone. Good everyone good Walmart. Congrats yeah. on the 370. I bought a Nismo 370.
Got it. Last week. I was just saying congrats yeah. too. So, I, you know. Okay. It <laughs> 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 sounded more like a question. All right. Yeah. I appreciate it. We'll see y'all. Cool. See you. Much for listening to that episode. And if you got any value out of it, hey, go share it. Go let people know what you heard on the Pints of Polishing podcast. And listen, if you want to leave us a review, we would love that. You know, five star, one star. Hey, whatever you think we deserve, if you would leave us a review, greatly appreciate that. And thank you so much for being a part of community. Thank you.